Another head coach fired after week nine. Didn't really see this coming. Breaking news as we started recording this podcast. Frank Reich is out with the Indianapolis Colts. Colts lost to the New England Patriots. We will get to that game. We will get to that situation. What is next now for those Indianapolis Colts and how they got to this place, which we did not expect them to be after nine weeks of the NFL season. A ton of great games on the schedule. Overtime Sunday night football between the Titans and the Chiefs. And the AFC East winning right now. In fact, all of the teams over 500. We'll get to all of it and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Get your Twitter questions into us any old time during the week for uh, what is going to be this week, a Twitter Tuesday episode of the P&W. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It is that simple. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. Frank Reich, Matt, this is somewhat of a surprise, and I know they've had an extremely disappointing season so far. They're a team that I think we both picked to win the AFC South preseason, if I'm not mistaken. Reluctantly, Matt, but yes. Yeah, and yeah. That obviously it was the worst division in football. I think we recognize that as well. Um, we'll get to the, the Titans who played a, a tough one, but also lost in week nine. Matt Ryan seemed like the perfect fit. Okay, you get him on the pretty cheap there. He's the thing you've been missing. You, you get that quarterback in, and now you're not worried about it, and everything's going to be fine. You got a good defense. You got a good running game. You got the best offensive line of the NFL, and none of that happened this year, Matt. None of it happened, and I don't know that Frank Reich's a bad coach, but this is a dismal, dismal performance from the Colts pretty much start to finish the entire year. I meant to say it last week and sound smarter than now, but I believe this team is truly tanking. You know, like they have Nick Foles on the roster. They don't have to go to Ellinger. I bet, I mean, I'm totally spitballing here, that Jonathan Taylor could play if this was a playoff game. Now, are we going to see him the rest of the year? Like, I just think who their owner is. I mean, it's a, we'll call him a volatile owner, an, an aggressive, whatever. I think we understand what we're dealing with here. That I think he's looking at this thing and just says, Screw it. I am done. We're going to pick in the top of the draft. I'm going to finally get a young quarterback. I'm tired of this nonsense. This is unbelievable. Um, and the only way to do it is to totally lose every game. I mean, the Patriots defense had triple the sacks of the point uh, against points allowed. I mean, they had nine sacks and gave up three points. You know, like Mac Jones was terrible in this game. And he's been terrible all year, too. I don't think people seem to recognize that. And this game wasn't even close. Like, this was as bad of an offensive performance as you'll ever see at the NFL level. And I'm not trying to exaggerate. This is a, a terrible and disappointing football team that I don't think wants to win anymore. 
it doesn't seem like it, especially with the the Matt Ryan stuff going to Ellinger for the rest of the year. Right. And it, it wasn't like a, ah, you know, Matt Ryan's banged up. We're going to start Ellinger this week. It was like, we're starting this other guy the rest of the year. Period. End of sentence. And right. That, yeah. And that was like, okay, something's up here. You muster one field goal against the New England Patriots in this game, 26 to three final, the Patriots over the Colts. The Colts fall to three, five and one now on the season. They're not out of it. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers were three <laughs> right. and five eight weeks last year and were in the NFC championship game, right? So just that alone isn't enough. This it wasn't like they were 0 and 9 after nine weeks of the season, but it was bad enough and there was some ineptitude, and you have an offensive-minded coach who I, I thought was a pretty good coach, right? I think yeah, he'll get yeah. snapped up again, but now he's been fired from two jobs with teams that thought they were going to be competing for a title that underachieved, and now he's been let go from both of those now in Philly and, and Indianapolis. So maybe he's not as good of a coach as we thought. And Chris Ballard, I thought he was one of the top couple of GMs in the NFL, been drafting so well. Maybe he's not as good of a GM and hasn't put, in the, put the team together as well as we had thought. So maybe just all of it isn't as good, and, and somehow we got duped by the Colts coming into the year. Maybe. Uh, I tend to believe, though, that there was a foundation here. The Buckners and Quentin Nelsons and Pittmans and Taylors and Leonard and a you know decent secondary. Uh, I don't know exactly know why this is so bad. And you're right. I'm sitting here, as you mentioned, and you said, well, they're, they're, they're actually not out of it. And I chuckled to myself. They have three and a half wins. You know, I mean, they're a game and a half out of behind 500. I mean, they're not out of it. They're not going to win anything with this quarterback situation. And their O-line is just horrendous start to finish this year. Like, I don't regret picking them to win the division. I mean, I, I thought this was a solid organization that had some staying power and a foundation overall. I wonder, I mean, this doesn't excuse any of it, but I can't harp on enough how big a deal the Andrew Luck retirement was. Like, I think Andrew Luck would be right there with Allen and Mahomes as Hall of Fame-like guys in his prime. And it's been a long time, so again, that doesn't excuse everything since. But Reich vouches for Wentz, and then I'm sure he vouches for Ryan and Rivers in between. Like, if Luck just says, I like playing football, I'm going to keep doing it, Everything is so, I mean, the butterfly effect is just so drastic. Again, that's not an excuse for where they're at now. We've got a question I've already seen about the Colts and team building here after hmm. this firing of Frank Reich that we're going to get to on tomorrow's show. So uh, we can move on from the Colts here, and then we'll have more time to think about this uh, before we get to our Twitter Tuesday episode. But, Matt, this is uh, this is an interesting one. The Colts now officially in tank mode. We'll see yeah. where they end up drafting, what the direction of this team is. But a lot of times what you see in this situation is, well, pressure's on me now. So if you're Chris Ballard, this is your last shot. It's sort of my last thought here on, on this one. Chris Ballard's last shot to pick a head coach, right? Because you can only – I would think. You can only change quarterbacks and coaches so many times before it gets back to the GM. Do we think Ballard is safe? It's a pretty volatile organization. Yeah, yeah. I would think that he's so well thought of in mm -hmm. NFL circles – that he is safe, and I think that's what this signals. Because otherwise, ownership, because ownership is always going to have a hand in firing a, a head coach or a GM. You know, Chris Ballard. Sure. Chris, Chris Ballard doesn't call it or say, hey, we're firing Frank today. You know? <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Um, so if, if, if Ballard wasn't safe, I would think they both get axed at the, the end same of the time. together kind of thing.
maybe, maybe. I mean, do you think it's to the point where they regret letting the trade deadline go and not trading DeForest Buckner and Quentin Nelson and Leonard? I mean, it's like, is, or do you keep those guys and try to throw the second overall pick in the mix? You know, that's what I would do. Yeah, if you're truly tanking, then you need more draft picks because it just helps you do whatever you need to accomplish unless they think this is a quick fix. So, again, and that's where the GM comes in because the GM probably doesn't want to start over from zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, more on that tomorrow on Tuesday's episode of Peacock and Williamson. We'll get into the team-building aspect of where the Indianapolis Colts are exactly right now. We brought up those New England Patriots now at 5-4 and four on the season, Matt. Next, let's talk about the AFC East because all four teams in the AFC East now have winning records, including a big upset win for the New York Jets over the Buffalo Bills. We had a great prime timer going into overtime between the Titans and the Chiefs. And uh, the old timers game, as Matt called it, which I think <laughs> fantastic with the uh, the Rams and the Buccaneers uh, on Sunday as well. And Aaron Rodgers just throwing interceptions like we have never seen against the Detroit Lions. So much to get to on today's episode of a Peacock and Williams. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. How easy is it? Well. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And all you do, you're not picking an entire roster of players with prize picks. All you do is you pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. So you look it up. I'm looking it up right now on my phone. I can make an entry while I'm reading this ad right now. And uh, Lamar Jackson, 210.5 yards. Simple. Is he going to have more than 210.5 yards on Monday Night Football or less than 210.5 yards passing? On Monday night football. How about 230 for Andy Dalton? I might take the under on both of those. I don't like the way that either one of those offenses is going right now, but you can play two. You pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you win. No competing against other people. This isn't a huge pool of, of fantasy players and sharks and people that have multiple entries. No, it's just you against those projections. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA. College sports, motor sports, combat sports, you name it, you can find projections at Price Pick. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. How about those New York Jets? Matt, did you see this one coming? The New York Jets improving to six and three. They beat the Buffalo Bills, who now fall to six and two on the year. That is tight. That means the Buffalo Bills only have a half game lead in the East on those Jets. 20 to 17, the final. Yeah, very impressive win. They're a good football team. We were just talking team building with the Colts. I'm very impressed with the Jets team building, and they've overcome bad quarterback play as well as 8,000 injuries on their offensive line and their star running back who could have been rookie of the year out as well. And they're still really, really competitive. This is an excellent defense. I mean, sauce Gardner is going to be the defensive rookie of the year. 
I think I just mentioned rookie of the year on offense. I think Garrett Wilson still has a chance to win it, even though Hall's out of the equation. Is Salah the coach of the year? I think he's right in, in, in the mix there as well. Again, Wilson played a little better in this one, but it was mostly the defense. Um, I'm not worried at all about Buffalo. So don't take this the wrong way. But if they get derailed or when they get derailed, it'll be a situation like this where, again, they're a great football team with probably the greatest of one or two players on the planet. But at times, I do think they ask a little bit too much of Allen. You know, like, hey, Josh, we need you to run for 86 yards. And it wasn't good enough that you were only 18 to 34 for 205 because you threw two picks. You know, like their offense is tremendous. But I look at their offense, and I'm talking about Super Bowl-level teams. They have two stars on offense. Like, Gabe Davis, to me, isn't a star. None of their offensive linemen are stars. They have Diggs, and they have Allen. And if Allen doesn't play like the Bionic Man, they're, then the other team's in the game, at least. You know what I mean? Like, right. they need a curveball. It's, it's always dicey when one player is your leading rusher and your leading passer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we saw that a few times on Sunday. Justin Fields is a conversation for tomorrow. Already seeing some questions about his performance. Uh, that's going to be a good one for the, uh, for the mailbag on Tuesday's episode. But you see Josh Allen, and he's big and strong, and he gets hit a lot. And then you see him at the end of the game. He's a little bit hurting. Um, that's, that's where you start to get worried. It's sure. too much usage on your quarterback where after seasons and seasons of pounding, now all of a sudden he's your only guy. And he's going to start running around for his life and then, you know, trying to play hero ball. And so th- that's what you do get worried about. But to be honest with you, um, he was still reminds better. me a little of Cam Newton. Right. Yeah. Cam Newton at, at some point way too early for quarterbacks was, right. you know, his shoulder was. And he won the MVP, took him to the Super yeah. Bowl. They were 15 mm-hmm. and one. Awesome player. You know, no, we hadn't seen anyone like him, but is it sustainable? Or if he isn't Superman one day. You can lose. Yes, and, and that's what we saw here in this game. And, and c- congratulations to the Jets. We're trying to figure out how they're winning so many games because they're not getting great quarterback play. And even in this game, no. Allen is probably still better than than Zach Wilson. Oh, sure. But he's he was a little. Zach Wilson was a little bit better than he was last week in this game, at least. And man, the Jets beating the Bills, and it's just a reminder: the NFL is chaos, and any team can beat any team any week. Even though we think the Bills might be the best team in the NFL and are scary to play against, the Jets didn't care, and the Jets see them the most. And you might start to get roadmaps here for teams like the bills how do you beat the bills how do you mm-hmm. defend against them so we'll see what josh allen and we'll see what uh what the coaching staff and, and what the buffalo bills adjustments to the adjustments are against some other teams in the nfl and real quick I, every team in the league would kill to have the bills quote problems but oh. i'm a little concerned you talked about blueprint their two losses are both against up-and-coming division teams like uh, they're not the patriots in the east just killing everybody you know but in the brady days Speaking of a roadmap and a blueprint to beating a football team, the Kansas City Chiefs at 6-2 and two pulled one out in overtime over the Titans 20-17. to 17. The Titans, I thought, had no shot starting rookie quarterback Malik Willis in this game, but they did have a shot, and a lot of it was because, because of that defense. They held Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense to only 17 points in regulation. Problem for the Titans is they just couldn't get over those 17 points. I thought this was an unbelievably fascinating game. I, I mean... I thought this was both of these stocks of these teams, coaches, organization, both going up because I didn't think this had any chance to be competitive. 
Malik Willis, you know, we talked about Zach Wilson just a minute ago being in over his head. It's, I mean, he's light years ahead of Malik Willis. I mean, <laughs> you look at him at the end of the game when he had to throw, he could do nothing. A QBR of 10.6. I mean, yeah, he made plays with his legs, but one team ran and ran and ran and ran, and one team just said, the heck with running. We can't run against these guys. But I was blown away with both these guys. I wish I knew more about boxing, like Ali Frazier, or you know, the great rivalries in boxing history where the boxers are just – Totally different animals. One's a finesse guy and flashy, or you know, Rocky versus uh, Apollo. You know, like they couldn't be any more different. Well, Titans are Rocky. I mean, they're just going to punch you in the ribs until your ribs break, and are the most physical team going. And tackled Derrick Henry seventeen times and see how that goes. And we're going to shorten the game, and we're going to be as tough as you can be. Old school football. I mean the. Uh, Vince Lombardi's and Chuck Knowles would be so proud of these guys. And there's so much Belichick in this team. It's unbelievable. And then the chiefs are just, you know, flashy as can be Pat throw it 68 times and figure it out in the end. Okay. And we will, and we win. I mean, I, I thought it was really entertaining and just two opposite styles. What's the record for NFL pass attempts in a game, by the way, because it can't be far off from 68. Can't be. No, I, I don't know, but 43 of 68 passing. I mean, <laughs> right. That's a, I don't know, a Big Twelve, like, I don't know. Texas yeah, right. That's like right. Which coincidentally, where Patrick Mahomes went to school, so he's used <laughs> to that a lot in college. Uh, Forty-three of sixty-eight passing, four hundred forty-six yards and a touchdown. But that's that. You look at that, and you're like, oh man, they they went crazy on offense. No, they didn't at all. The Titans did a great job. Kevin Byard so good on Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey. Kelsey was targeted seventeen times. Still caught 10 for 106, but I thought they did a fantastic job really keying on Kelsey, trying to make Patrick Mahomes go other places with the ball. And, of course, Derrick Henry. We talked uh, in our preview, like, well, Derrick Henry's not going to run for 200 yards against the Chiefs like he did last week against the Texans, but he still ran for 115 and a couple touchdowns on 17 carries, which is key. So when Derrick Henry's going right, he has to be for that Titans team to be able to play this brand of ball and, and get through this season. But right now, it's working pretty well for him. They played the Titans – or they played the Chiefs tight – uh, still fell, but are still in first place in uh, in a very winnable division for them that they might just walk away from now with their main competition firing their head coach already at five and three are those Tennessee Titans. I mean, the Titans lost on Sunday night football in overtime in Kansas City by three points without a wide receiver catching a pass. <laughs> <It's> made, <laughs> you know, if you're the Titans, you treat this like victory Monday, do you not? Yeah, this is as good as it could be. Right. Yeah. Again, I came away unbelievably impressed because the Titans make you play a certain way. They're the hockey team that wants to get your star in the penalty box and get under your skin and beat the crap out of you in front of the net and they're a little dirty. And you can see them fighting before the game. I'm sure Vrabel's like, great, we got them right where we want them, you know? Mm -hmm. And, And the Chiefs still were able to pull out a victory. You know, like, I think both these teams have moved up my board for this. And the, a really great message from Vrabel, too, is like, we just got to play our brand of football. And if we just get okay quarterback play, we're golden. We're good. Right. right. So, um, and he made two throws, but that wasn't close to okay quarterback play. Right. Tannehill <laughs> might win this game. You you like some of the things you see from Willis. He just needs a lot of time. And of it's time. tough because it's hard to win and develop a quarterback at the same time. Right. Right. I thought this was going to be a total lost year for Tennessee. And they're hard to play against. They're really hard to play against. And in the end, might be perfect that they get Willis some playing time, but then when Tannehill's healthy, they'll be able to go back to Tannehill and still have a playoff run, but still have gotten their young quarterback some 
much needed experience in the NFL. And it would shock me, Tan- say Tannehill's back 100%. I would still have a package for 10 plays for Willis because that's a different, I mean, you, just, you might as well put it up on the scoreboard, we'll run the ball, but so what? Stop it. <laughs> yeah, because when you're playing the Titans, you already know. Right. It's like, well, they're going to give it to Derrick Henry anyway, so might as well let's make it 11-on-11 football instead of 10-on-11 football. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that's a difficult package to play against. It's just not a foundation. Next, let's talk about the uh, the old guys in the NFL, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and three interceptions. What was going on there with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, who are in a very bad place? Next. Bet Online is your number one source for betting football and the start of this new NBA basketball season and college basketball getting going. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth analysis on every single game, NFL football, college football. Of course, the Major League Baseball season is over now. Congratulations, by the way, to Dusty Baker on winning the World Series. I saw Dusty Baker, speaking of Matt, um, old-timers games. I saw when I was a kid in the 90s, I saw Dusty Baker play in an old-timers game and hit a home run at Kansas nice. Park. He was actually playing for the Dodgers against my San Francisco Giants at the time, even though he was coaching at the time for the Giants. But saw the old Good guy. player back in the day. Home run. Oh, yeah, he was, a, he was a hitter. That guy knows hitting, that is for sure. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports, wagering information, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Uh, maybe you won't win $75 million like the one gentleman did uh, that made crazy bets on the Astros to win the see world. See that? That was insane. Uh, that is nuts. But you can definitely win some cash. And get informed before you make those bets at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MMA, boxing, golf, and live in-game betting and esports as well. Get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. I don't know how much Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have left in the tank, Matt, but if I was judging it just by what I've seen this season, I would say they're both done after this year. But I have a feeling maybe neither one of them is going to be. Well, I think Stafford needs to be thrown in that mix as well. You said Rodgers and Brady, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Rogers' numbers are horrific, and he's loves to blame everybody but himself. But he's like, in, in I think he's twenty eighth in QBR. He's last in the league in red zone offense. But I want to kind of stick with the Rams' box. I mean, yeah, let's start there. Yeah, I mean, this, this looks like the Dusty Baker thing you said, or Gordy Howe out there as a sixty year old skating around in an old timers game. Like these guys are shot. You know, I could see either one of these teams more likely the Bucks. Putting some game, some wins together, getting in the playoffs, maybe even winning their bad division, and then get beat pretty bad by Dallas or Philly or somebody in the postseason, and people will be like, "Oh, that wasn't as bad." But in the end, this is the end of a run for both these teams, and I haven't studied it heavily. That'll be an off-season project, but these cap situations and available draft picks and guys under contract, especially for the Rams is horrific going forward. Like, they all went all in, and Brady got a ring with the Bucks, Stafford got a ring with the Rams, so it's worth it. But these franchises might be picking in the top five the next couple of years. Like, it, it's gotten to that point. It's the end of an excellent run. Romo kept harping on this during the game, probably too much, and I understand why. Boy, Brady's as good as he's ever been. Brady's fine still. He's not as good as he's ever been. No, definitely. <laughs> you know, he's much better than Rodgers and Stafford right now. I'll go that far. But he's not as good as he's ever been. Stafford looks like he's hurt. 
They have no running game whatsoever. And how many times on this podcast have we said Cooper Cup is their entire offense and everyone in the world tries to stop him and you can't. But if he misses a series or a game, they may not get another yard. Their offensive line at this point, which is why I'm I'm gonna I'm not even going out on a limb to say the Rams are done this year because they're they're they, done. The the trade deadline's come and gone. They weren't even trying to get offensive linemen. Apparently, they were they were going. With, and that's a conversation for our uh, Twitter Tuesday as well. Is uh, the the trades that didn't happen at the deadline? Mm-hmm. One of them with the Rams trying to give up a lot to go get Brian Burns, and they could absolutely use a pass rusher there. The Rams, but that's another thing. They lost they need a lot of them. stuff. So their defense is worse. Uh, their pass coverage is worse. Their quarterback play is worse. Is he hurt, or is it just because of the offensive line being so bad and the lack of weapons on offense? So I don't know how this team could possibly get better right now. This team looks completely shot, and you're not going to be able to fix four-fifths of your offensive line in November. So it looks to me like the Rams are done, and I thought the Buccaneers were done, but luckily they were able to run into the Rams, who were in a worse spot. Tom Brady with uh, was sort of – it was a comeback touchdown drive for Tom Brady, but the Rams kind of allowed him to do it in a way too. You know, So I wasn't even that impressed with Tom Brady in this game, and you know who I'm no. definitely not impressed with, who might be more done even though he's – 15 years younger is Leonard Fournette. Oh, he's shot too. Is he is he 260 pounds again? Because remember that was the story in the offseason is how much he weighed. It just doesn't look right. They can't run the ball at all. It's so one-dimensional. And they've got the playmakers at least, it, it seems like. So I, I feel better about the Bucks than the Rams. And that's what we talked about in the preview for this game. But I don't feel great about either one of these teams. No, I don't think either is a contender. I feel much better about the Bucks than the Rams. It was nice that Brady could mount that nice, very, very nice drive to win the game. But you're right. I mean, I hate to say this because I don't know the human being, but Fournette just screams, signs a big contract and just uh, put it in neutral. You know, like who yeah, cares they, anymore? You know, To me, it's clear they got to go to rookie running back Rashad White, at least yes. a lot more, if not make him the number one back there. Because they've got to because you Again, there's another one like the, this is not what you want from your quarterback, even if you have a superstar. Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball 68 times. That's not a great recipe for winning in the NFL. Tom Brady throwing the ball 58 times, you know, for only 280 yards. That's not the recipe to win in the NFL, trying to use the short passes to run. Um, you you got to be able to be more balanced, and the Buccaneers are just not right now. Maybe the rookie running back could be the, the, the opportunity for them there. You have to make the move. I mean, at least he has a little bit of juice and he's a good receiver too. Yes. But I mean, the Rams run for 68 yards on 24 carries and Stafford only completes 13 passes on top of that. Like awful offense. I mean, it's not the Colts level this week, but it's bottom one of the bottom five offenses in the league, in my opinion. And it's not savable. It's not going to shock me at all whenever it comes out. Matthew, when they're eliminated, Matthew Stafford's getting shut down for elbow surgery. You know, right. like, oh, yeah. like that seems like it's just begging to happen. The Green Bay Packers lose to the Detroit Lions, Matt, Ugh. 15 to nine. At one point, I was like, wait, is this the, the Tigers against the Brewers? What's going on? It was eight nothing <laughs> at halftime. Uh, 15 to nine, Aaron Rodgers threw an interception to a defensive end. Like what this is this is bad. Is there a way out of this for Rodgers and the Packers? Because you can't put it all in just, oh, we lost Devontae Adams and we're trying to figure things out a wide receiver, which is a part of it, but that's not the entirety of it. You have said so many wonderful things on this podcast, but none better than what you said last week of the what should have happened at the trade deadline is Devontae Adams goes back <laughs> to the Packers. Yeah. That- I've been thinking about that ever since, and I'm like, that is so perfect. I mean I meant to say this a minute ago about Todd Bowles, and I know we're not talking Raiders, 
But Todd Bowles and Josh McDaniels might be great coordinators, not not head coaches. And the Raiders are broke. Well, so so be it. I didn't plan on talking Raiders. But the Packers are more than Devontae Adams away from being uh, a contending team, though, too. I mean, it would be better. I give their defense a little bit credit. I mean, they, this is the best they've played against a formidable or average, or at least, offense. But Rodgers is doing crazy things in the pocket and isn't, you know, throwing picks and doesn't look the same at all. I mean, he's not elevating anyone around them. The line's not okay. The receivers aren't okay. The running game isn't okay, but he's not okay. It's not, you know, he's as much of an anchor as anything on the offense. And I hate to say it. Does not look good right now. And Aaron Rodgers does not look like himself playing unlike, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's I think he I think the the stat was he's been averaging three and a half interceptions per season, and he threw three in the first half against the, the Lions in this game. Don't quote That's, me, but I think he's last in EPA in the red zone of all quarterbacks. Yeah, multiple red zone interceptions oh. too. Like put some points on the board, you win that game. Just don't take it off, kick a field goal, something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rams, Packers, Bucks. I'm going to say the Bucks might go to the playoffs. The other two have no chance. I totally agree there. More coming up on our Twitter Tuesday episode. You can always get those questions in at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter or drop a comment on YouTube. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.